can see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboy fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning. You're listening to the Mac and Jack Sports Show on Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Mac and Jack Sports Show. I'm your host, Mac. Jack has taken a couple days off. He's got some personal things, some celebration, celebrating to do. Uh, I think his daughter's getting married, so congratulations, Jack, and to his daughter and his wife. Um, hope that the marriage works out well and lasts forever and all that good stuff. So joining me this morning is Byron Williams, as he always does, but this time more in a co-host role. And we'll also have Keith Angle coming on the show today. Good morning, Byron. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing all right. And uh, good morning to everybody out here who is watching and will be watching as the day goes on as we restream or reshare this show everywhere else. We're on Roku, YouTube, uh, Facebook page, and Twitter. So, you know, subscribe, subscribe, follow, and download that Roku app to get our show and a lot of great shows. Two new ones coming out, Byron, in the next week or so. So real exciting stuff happening over there on Roku for us. So, um, and, of course, you guys are a mainstay over there anyway, the JMB Talking Shop. So, yeah, it's great times. I tell you, it's, it's great. We have a lot of fun and, you know, a lot of excitement and people can get some insights. And we have some great fans, great listeners. Yes, we do. Very loyal, very loyal listeners we have over here at uh, Northeast Streaming Sports. Last night, Byron, we get another look at the um, – at the – Heisman Trophy winner, uh, of course, Bryce Young, going up against a person that was non-drafted who won some kind of award uh, um, being Division II, uh, mm-hmm. like their, their Heisman Trophy award over there. And the one that the one didn't play, you know, at a big school in Division II, ends up having a very good game matching up well against Bryce Young as uh, – Chicago beats Carolina 16 to 13. By right. the end. Yeah. Um, let's see what we got here. We got uh Bryce Young through for 185 yards. Uh and Pageant threw for 120 uh, 162 yards, including uh there was a touchdown by DeAndre Foreman for the, the Bears, a big run, a big running back that runs downhill. He had a good game, and the defense for the Bears. Uh, played really well, and Sweat yeah. made an impact last night, Byron. Yeah, it was good. It was it was it was good to watch them. Um, really, it was like two two games played in two different halves. I mean, seemed like uh, Carolina dominated the first half, and then of course um, Chicago started playing great football uh, the second half, and it was you know a good game. I, I, either way, it could have went, but. But like I said, uh, Chicago really pulled it out. The running back became more effective. Uh, so he got some great yards, some powerful yards. I mean, he was getting sometimes six yards, seven yards. And, of course, he had a tough touchdown, scored a, a great uh, touchdown, um, eliminating blocks and uh, running over the defense. But it was a good game, good physical game. Yeah, it was. The only touchdown Carolina did have was on the kickoff return. I think that was the first play of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And they right. ran all the way back. So they come back. And, you know, I, I keep saying that Bryce Young is going to be a bust. And I, it's not so much on him, Byron. It's where he's at, right? I mean, Carolina is not a competitive team. And because you're a first-round draft choice, a lot of times you get put on a team that's not very good. And yeah. maybe he needs to get out of Carolina. Maybe maybe he needs to go to another team that's more, more uh, uh, competitive. For him to be, because they can't judge his talent right now, Byron. There's no way to judge it. They can't see if he's going to be good or bad going forward. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. You you sit on a lot of first round draft charts. They go to a team 
and they don't have they don't have enough protection to block these to, to protect these guys, and they get hurt. And they get they get a lot of sacks. You know, he had what three or four sacks last night, and being and he's not a real physical guy, and uh, but he's you no know, he's not that big. He's one of the smaller quarterbacks that came out in the last draft in the last couple of drafts. But you know, he got good talent, good skill set, but you know. Those players out there that hurt you, not really to be your friend. So he take a lot of hits. Yes. And I don't know if he can, can uh, sustain that because of the fact that, you know, it's a physical game. And you got to be, you know, you got to be able to, you know, get the nicks and, 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 and uh, you know, the bruises and stuff. But, you know, I don't know how long he can take all those hits, those sacks. Yeah. I mean, he did make a couple nice throws downfield, especially when he was rolling out. He did use his legs a little bit. So did Bajan. And mm -hmm. uh, they look like two young quarterbacks trying to get themselves together. Bajit will probably re be replaced next week with Justin Fields because he's coming back. He, he was, in fact, he was cleared to play yesterday. He gave him one more week off uh, before they, I think they're going to be playing the Lions uh, next, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, yeah. you know, this was Bajit's, he's definitely going to be the second string quarterback ready in case Justin Fields goes back down again. Yeah, and you know you enjoy hearing stories like that. Uh, player coming from Division Two, and now he's in the big lights, and he, he really can play. I mean, he's just a. I think sometimes the style of offense that these guys are in dictates a lot of their success. I mean, you they don't throw the uh, they don't throw the ball to multiple receiver. They usually try to throw to their main receiver. I think if you get a good tight end, the uh, uh, K K is a good tight end. He's really yeah. gonna be good. So you can see the talent, and you can see that uh, Chicago is setting themselves up to be really, really good in the next year or two. So it's going to be exciting to watch what happens. So now, Byron, let me lead you to the next question. You're the GM. You can trade Justin Fields next year and probably get a good good one or two draft picks for him, or you mm -hmm. can keep him and use your draft picks to pick up, you know, Caleb Williams or one of the good quarterbacks down there in college. What do you do? I mean, do, do you do you trade him and try to build, or do you try to build or keep continue building around this guy? Yeah, and you you kind of can feel the temperature, of the, uh, engage the the temperature of the room um, during the off season and seeing if it's something that you want to continue to go down that road with him. Um, don't nobody know you know the relationship with the office coordinator and and how he feel. He might he might be ready to go to another another uh, team as well. So. It just depends on what you see. And then, you know, I saw where Chicago going to have, I think, the second and the third pick uh, in this next year draft. So they can really get some good players, some top-of-the-line top players. So yeah. it just depends on which direction they want to go. And I just think sometimes, you know, the style of offense uh, is not set up for just – maybe this offense is not set up for Justin to be successful – because last year, you know, he, he ran a lot as a rookie quarterback and he, he had very much success. But two, you got to get some good receivers. You got to get some receivers that can can take on those doubles and one on one routes and things like that. And and so I, I just think they still need some more pieces. But uh, but, yeah, I think Chicago, their defense will always play tough. So I think yeah. they they're not too far off from being um, top in, in the NFC North division. Yeah, I mean, it also depends how he plays for the rest of the year, right? I mean, if the Chicago goes on a little run and finishes near 500, they may give him pause for the cause and maybe, you know, think about keeping him around. So I think a lot's going to depend on the Bears season going forward. And they, they showed a they showed a clip of the, the owner of the Carolina Panthers press box. He was in the, in the um, luxury box up there, and he was shaking his head and holding his head. He's not a very patient man over there. Uh, Byron. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but that's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Carolina Panthers and their coaching situation as it goes along. So let's yes, get into yes. I was just going to say, you look at the history of the Carolina Panthers, you can see they always make changes. They they have consistently made changes and right, they're one of the truest teams in the NFL that make changes quick as I don't know what. So yes. everybody, everybody got to run, walk on pins and needles over there in, in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, you got to show him something. Or you're you're leaving pretty quick. Um, in the NBA last night, Byron, the 76ers upset the Celtics. It's a couple days ago, uh, beating them 106 to 103. Embiid has 27 points, 10 rebounds. Tyree, Tyrese Maxey, the young and upcoming star, has 25 points. Um, you know, in the win, 
And this Massey and Bede combination is really starting to roll. Uh, they got a couple other good players. Uh, Obure, I think, is the forward. And they're playing like a team. Jason Hart, uh, uh, Jason Harden, James Harden leading. It really opened things up for the whole team because, you know, Harden likes to keep the ball. He was, you know, he likes going one-on-one where it's more of a team team concept this year. And he looked like they're having fun playing out there. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they were real close last year. I thought they were going to, you know, make it to the to the championship game. But they were, they were really close. I, I think, uh, like I said, the, the, the new – the new talent and 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 uh, which is you know MB is just just a beast you know he's he, he can play and uh, they just real they were real close last year so they're gonna be fun to watch again and uh, it seems like the coach got him going in the right direction you know yeah yeah so the next fight welcome went Banyana to the NBA for sure as they kind of held him I think it was 12, 14 points. Uh, you know, he wasn't getting no easy three-point shots. He's not going to sit underneath the basket. Ain't going to happen with the Knicks. The Knicks are going to move you out of the out of the box, and they're going to challenge you, which they did. The Knicks are known for their defense. Um, you had Julius Randle. He had 23 points and 16 rebounds. Uh, Brunson had 25 points. And R.J. Barrett, 24, uh, quickly has 19 off the bench. Again, a total team effort. And the Spurs, I think, the Spurs are a couple of years away. You know, they, they're going to have to get pieces to go around when Benyana too, to help him out because he's sure too young to take a, a team and bring him to, you know, any kind of playoff, uh, any kind of playoff game. Byron. Yeah. Something wrong with my computer. I don't know what happened to my thing went off here. Can you, well, can you hear me? Yes. You're, I can hear you and you're on live with me. So that's good. Byron. Don't be pressing too many buttons. <laughs> I can't even see the deal, but, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun to watch him play. Uh, yes. You know, I can just see him when he gained like 30, 40 more pounds. He's gonna be awesome. He's gonna be be excited to watch. And you know, I'm 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 really excited for him to to, to see what happened. I mean, he he, you know, I watched him when they played the Mavericks, and man, he can he can really get get the good game. They played the first game of the season, but. It, it, it was good to see that this kid is really going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, it, he will be, unless he, unless he plays the Knicks like nine out of ten games, then he won't be that exciting. By well, game. you know the Knicks are known for defense. They know yes. the rugged defense and tough play. So Yes. So Harden, Harden uh, is uh, with the L.A. Clippers now, and his old team, he played the Nets. Uh, the Nets beat them 100-93, 21 points off the bench uh, for – uh, Lonnie Walker for other places, uh, players placing the uh, into the uh, uh, double digits. And they, they, listen, the Nets had a little little thing going last year. They got a young team over there. They're they're fun to watch. And it, you know, I, I imagine they got pumped up to play uh, James Harden uh, a couple nights ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because James Harden, he you know he he's not like he's not liked by too many people. He just. Because he plays his own game, you know. Like you yes. say, he loves to play that one-on-one game, and you know he loves love to just uh, ball ball hold the ball all the time. You know, he he's that type of player. So, yes, yes, definitely are. So uh, that kind of catches you up from uh, a couple nights ago. Last night, the Bucks beat Indian. I mean, the Indianapolis Indian and a Pacers beat the uh, the uh, Bucks. Uh, you know, they, they the Greek freak Giannis had a big game. Uh, but they still lost as Indiana again playing team basketball uh, upset the Bucks in Atlanta, and I'm gonna tell you their guard um, Young is a yeah. master with that ball. I mean he he was setting up everybody. They slipped by the Orlando Magic 120 to 119 uh, today. Byron, we got Philly at Detroit and the Nets at Boston. So we'll see what Boston can do. Uh, if they pick up where they left off just before getting upset, or if the Nets can uh, pull up the upset, we'll see. Yeah, and uh, I was just gonna say the Hawks are five and three, and the, the Magic is four and four. And you know, the Magic used to be the type of team people just uh, enjoy playing because that's an easy win. But seems like they're real competitive now. Yes, yes, they are. They got good coaching coach over there. NFL news, Byron. Some of the best teams in the leagues are getting their bye week this 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 week. So you won't see the Chiefs, you won't see the Eagles, you won't see the Dolphins. 
But we do have a couple very big and interesting games. Uh, the Browns, uh, uh, the Browns will be playing the, of course, the Ravens, and it's going to be the Ravens' offense, pretty much against the Browns' defense. It right. should be a, it should be a very good. Not to take nothing away from the Ravens' defense, but the Browns are one of the, are above the Ravens right now, and they're going to have to depend on that defense to beat uh, Jackson and the Ravens. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the the Ravens are played at home, and of course, the Browns been playing good on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they almost beat Seattle on the road, but that's a tough place to play. But we'll see. You know, that uh, AFC Central Division is gonna be it's gonna be good to watch anyway. So I can't wait to see what happened that game. Yeah, I mean, you're talking the Steelers, the Browns, the Bengals, the Ravens are all within one game of each other. Three games tied at three and three. And uh, if you want a physical division, you go see the AFC North, and they're going to – you better bring your helmet and put in your mouthpiece because they're going to smack you right in the mouth. That's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the Ravens have been scoring a lot of points. I'm going to see how many points they score against the Cleveland Brown defense. Yeah, I think it's a big test. We're really going to see – I mean, I know they blow, blew out Detroit. Uh, they blew out uh, – Another NFC team, he, another NFC team. I'm not, I can't remember right now. I kind of got a brain freeze on it. I don't know if it was the Rams or the 49. They blew, they blew out oh, Seattle. They blew out Seattle Seahawks also. Yeah. I know if I go through all the teams eventually, I get it right. But yeah. they, blew out, <laughs> they blew out them two teams. And uh, But the Browns are a different animal. And that's going to be a very, very interesting game, big game for the, for the Browns. Kyle Murray expected to play. Expected to play against Atlanta. Um, I don't know if he's learned anything from sitting on the bench, whether to read the book or is he still playing Madden 24? And and that's how his game plan is working. I'm not sure, Byron, but we'll get to see him. It's going to be interesting to see if I mean it's 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 not a big test. It's not like he's playing the 49ers or you know the uh, the Eagles. He's playing the Atlanta the Atlanta Falcons. So this is probably one of the best situations he can be in. So what do you think? Do you, do you think Kyle Murray is going to be coming out strong or a little rusty? Or, you know, what do you think is going to happen this game? Well, I, I, I've been knowing him ever since he was in high school. But I, I think he's going to be ready and prepared. Um, sometimes it's just – sometimes it do players good to sit out and watch and injuries and things like that. But I look for him to have a big game. I look for him to, to be very – you know, spread the ball around and, and be able to run. But I don't know how – how he gonna run because uh, that knee, you know that that's how he got hurt last year trying to run. But I, I just think he's gonna be smarter. Hopefully, he's smarter. And, and sometimes time like this can help a player develop and become more mature minded. So we'll see what happens. But I'm excited to see what happens. I, I think Arizona's gonna be pretty tough to beat now with him playing. Yes, yes, and 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 you ought to give Kyle a call there, slap around, say you know we got to get you on the JB talking shop show, boy. I've been watching you since you was in high school. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Me and his daddy, um, me and his dad are real good friends. His dad, uh, he 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 uh he's a he's a he's a he's a mess. So he he kind of like his dad, he got a dad attitude there. Okay, so, so like father, like son. Uh yeah. Dobbs will be in a second game at home uh versus the Saints. Dobbs with probably the best, uh maybe the best player I've seen so far in the NFL in this game, his last game, as he he willed, he willed uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Vikings to that last week's win. And uh, running, throwing, I mean, you know, that last drive, they ended up winning the game. Can he do mm-hmm. the same thing against that Saints defense? I, I think I think so because he he's uh he's been playing he played been playing quite a bit you know he played with uh, all those games with the, with the Cardinals and then he got the game ball last week you know O'Connor gave him the game ball and so he's exciting I mean he brought a new uh, a new way of doing things a uh, new spirit and uh, they riding a, riding that spirit and that winning spirit so I, I just think you know and they were saying that. The team to watch is going to be the Vikings the next three to four games because of their schedule. And so this is maybe just uh, a chance for him to, you know, get his name on top of that list. And uh, and and the Saints have been playing good team football, no way. So he can go in there and, and uh, 
you know, have a good game and get short against the Saints. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I think it's going to be one of the best games of the week. I'm, I know Jack and the Jet fans over there are like, why didn't we get Dobbs to back up? Uh, <laughs> right? Um, the 49ers get it. Well, you know, we, we, I'm going to say this too. I was going to say this too, Matt. Maybe the Jazz should have got him too. So. Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, you know, I mean, we could use him. The Patriots could use him. There's quite a few teams out there right now that kind of maybe <laughs> wish they had him in the backup role. Um, yeah. The 49ers, can they get it back together, Byron? I mean, they're they're playing against the Jags who are hot. They're hot right now. Um, you know, the 49ers five and three, uh, yeah, the 49ers are five and three, and the Jags are six and two. And you know, Jags have been one of my favorite teams anyway, because you know, I love Doug Peterson. But man, they they supposed to have some some players back, like Devo Samuel and those yeah. guys will be back. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun to watch them because they got to fly all across. You know, Jim Jeffcoat always talking about when a team fly all across the the states. You know, they, they they have a hard time playing. That's his philosophy. But yeah. I just think what it does is go go show up and show out. Well, you know, it bothered Jim, so I think he thinks it bothered all the other players. You know, how Jim <laughs> likes to sleep. You know, Jim likes to sleep, and you know he doesn't work out early in the morning. But I know he goes to bed early, so. You know, right after the show, I know he's hitting the bed. So I think, uh, I think you know, that's Jim's philosophy because it affected Jim. So yeah, let's get. Yeah. I, I don't want to get to it, but we gotta. You know, we we gotta we gotta talk about the Giants. My team. He played for him, and they're going, <laughs> going to Dallas as heavy underdogs. Uh, I think that the spread is like sixteen and a half points. Danny DeVito gets out of the cab, and he's going to start uh, this week in his first game. Uh, he's, he took a night off from the subway commercials so he could so he could start. Saquon plays and, and he's still a little hurt. The Giants, I think, defense will play inspired after kind of getting their uh, getting their rear end hand, handed to them against the Raiders. So I expect them to be playing inspired, tough defense. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to hang with the Cowboys four quarters. I think it's going to be like a 49er game where we're there in the first half within, you know, a touchdown or 10 points, and then Dallas pulls away. So, Byron, you're in charge right now. I, I called up the ball. I said, right now on Mac and Jack Sports Show, you're going to give the Giants the answer on how to beat the Cowboys. Well, first of all, you, you, you try to have ball control. Uh, DeVito, the, uh, the young quarterback, you know, you, you get him a good offensive game plan. You got to involve all your receivers. And you get somehow Saquon got to, you know, got to have a good game. Probably he needs to have his best game thus far this year. And then your defense, um, you know, we got to do good on special team. And then, of course, our defense just got to play lights out. I think, uh, you know, you maybe, you know, you – Put a special uh, uh, cover guy, Brian uh, C.D. Lamb. But other than that, you know, Pollard is—he's just an average player. You know, he needs Zeke there. He hadn't done a whole lot since since the two back combination was there last year. So the Giants always play Dallas good. They always play Dallas because that's just the tradition that we have. And so I'm going to the game, Matt. I'm going to the game. Maybe I'm going to bring him luck. So I'm going to yeah, I, I need to get on the sideline. Get on that sideline, Byron, because they need you down there. Um, <laughs> I mean, they do play the Dallas Cowboys tough, but they got railroaded the first game. I mean, they had a good first drive, black field goal, forty to nothing, and uh, I mean, the, the the offense didn't score that many points. It was all the Dallas defense and special teams that did right. the damage. I think the Cowboys only scored fourteen points. So the Giants got to play a good all around game, as you're saying. I think they're going to miss Leonard Williams in the middle. The running yeah. game for Dallas might be better. I also think they got a double CD. They got to take CD Lamb totally out of the picture. You know, pull one of them young cornerbacks on him, safety towards his side. You know, roll to his side before the game. And if he goes in motion, you've got to bring that safety to the side of the other cornerback, or you put Banks on him the whole game. I don't know what their plan is going to be. <laughs> Thibodeau has got to have a. That's yes. a good game plan. That's a, that's a great game plan. I think you have to do that. And and, and then I, I just think, too, we might have to have a special play on special team. Like we got to have a, a, a punt return. Or we got to get a fumble. We got to get something on special team, a good turnover. And then that way we'll have some momentum going. 
the Giants need momentum early to get going. That way they don't yeah. get down on themselves. You know, you yeah. can't get behind on a good team. You really can't. Yeah, yeah you're 100% right. And, you know, <clears throat> they're going to have to be able to throw the ball. I mean, play action pass, use Barkley, try to get the ball downfield to, you know, Slayton or to Hyatt, whoever they can. Try to open it up a little bit. Maybe play action pass the first play just to show them you're not scared to go deep. You know, just to just to wake them safeties up. Because if they play that run on Saquon and they just play that run, it's going to be a long day for the Giants. And they've got to loosen them up a little bit right away, I think, Byron. Absolutely. And one of the things I would do, too, I would kind of roll my quarterback to the opposite yes. side of Michael Pearson. And that way we could, we could, we can offset that defense, but also create a lane to throw the ball. Because if you if you have that quarterback in the middle of that pocket, he has a target. He he have a big target on his back. So that's what I would do as well. Yeah, because Devito does hold on to the ball too long sometimes. That causes a lot of sacks, especially with that offensive line. Uh, we got Thomas back. That'll help out. Um, he'll he's going to have to use his legs every now and then uh, to pick up first downs, keep the drives going. He's they got to do. The Giants will have to do a lot to pull up this upset. I don't think it's going to happen. They may keep it closer than six and a half points. I'm hoping they do, of course, but it's going to be. I, I just hope it's not a blowout and they're up twenty-one nothing in the first quarter because then, uh, you know, as you said, that that then what do you do? I mean, it's with a young quarterback, it's hard to come back, and the Giants' uh, offense is not clicking on all cylinders by any means. Well, right. One of the things that Parcells did for us was, you know, we win, we get a, we get two days off, so we get Monday off uh, and Tuesday off, and that really motivated us. And we 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 like that, you know. We rather have those two days off than going in on Monday, blah blah blah. So I think too, you need to come up with some type of incentive for the players today. We we need this game to get back on the on you know back on back on the schedule. So I, I think the Giants need need that type of um, motivation, and um, you got to be creative when you play those Cowboys. You know, oh, I'm yeah. just. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I live down here, and I tell you, I just hate hearing them. And they, everywhere you go, they got a cowboy hat on, they got a, a, a jersey on, and I was just saying to myself. And then I had a guy talk to me like, "Well, we need to do this." I said, "You ain't who is we? You're not even on the team. You, you know, you, you trying to be something you're not." And I said, "You just gonna be crying by the end of the season." So that's, like, you know, you <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, what would be great is if. Thibodeau outperforms Parsons in the sack department, and that mm -hmm. way Jack may end up, you know, stopping his ribbing of Thibodeau uh, for a while anyway because uh, I would imagine they're going to showcase that matchup between the outside linebackers, uh, Thibodeau and uh, Parsons. So I was going to say, yeah, Thibodeau needs to at least have two sacks, maybe one in the first half, one in the second half, but he needs to show up. And uh, I'm glad he he's uh, increasing his playability a little bit better because, you know, Jack used to let him have it. <laughs> so, Jack, Jack said he was a bust. So yeah. we, we, yes. we definitely want to see if Tim Duck had one of his best better games. And, by the way, Dexter uh, Lex um, Dexter Lawrence ended up getting the NFL Defensive Line Player of the Week because he's got some kind of award for his game uh, the last couple of games anyway, or the month or something. So uh, Dexter Lawrence is still playing pretty well for him. Um, any uh, anything else that you can think of uh, in this week's games that we got coming up, uh, Byron? I mean, there's more games than than what we went over. I know you like Kyle Murray to to come back and do something. The 49ers, the Jags. I guess you're gonna you're gonna go with the Jags there, uh, or are you going with the 49ers? No, I went I went with the 49ers. I went for I just take the 49ers get get some of the healthy players back. Um, one of the games that I, I want to watch is the Washington and Seattle. So yes. Washington is one of those teams, you, you know, you don't know which team going to show up, but um, Washington and Seattle is going to be, a, you know, going to be a game because Washington is not really a bad team. I mean, we, we know we thought they were going to be at the bottom of the conference, but it, it flipped it with the Giants. Yeah. And um, so we'll, 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 we'll see what happened there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's going to be a good game also, Byron, because, you know, Howell is, is playing really good. Uh, the mm -hmm. Washington Redskins defense is no joke. Seattle is, uh, I mean, they're going to need a, a good game. They can't, 
let's put it this way. Their quarterback can't throw interceptions against Washington if they want to win the right. game. You know, right. He's, he's got to step up. Right. And then, we, you know, we talked about Green Bay. Green Bay go to Pittsburgh this week. And uh, the nice surprise of Green Bay surprised the Rams and, you know, beat them last week. But, uh, you know, it's going to be, it, you know, Pittsburgh right now is looking good. They, they, they in the winning co- column as well. And yeah. so it's going to be a good game. To, you know, I, I just think people got to realize Pittsburgh haven't had a losing season uh, the whole time uh, the, uh, the coach is there. So, I, you know, I just think Pittsburgh is one of those sneaky teams. And uh, but they defense yeah. is off. Yeah. Is, is awesome. Their defense is awesome. I, I, I think they'll, I think they'll handle Green Bay. Uh, the, the Rams didn't have Stafford last week, so you know, yeah. uh, and Green Bay barely uh, beat the Rams. I don't think Green Bay is 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 scaring anyone this year. That's for sure. You know, they're kind of like the Patriots. You know, I mean, you go to play the Patriots, and you know that's a, a guaranteed W. I you know I I had to say that because Keith Angle <laughs> popped down underneath just to get him going yeah. right away. And and we can have some fun right off the rip there. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> yes, and, and, and I've got a lot of crazy stuff to talk to you about the Patriots and your former offensive coordinator just got fired by the Raiders. <clears throat> but we're not going to get to that. First, we're going to get. Uh, well, yeah, well, let's get to that because it's interesting. So I want to get your your thoughts on this. Now, this was a wild Good accusation, uh, Keith, by a. Traded player, wide receiver Jackson. He was well, that was his name. Was cut after catching two touchdowns, and uh, for like a hundred and something yards almost. And yeah. Josh Donaldson cut him because uh, his wife was attracted to him. Now this is this is an accusation, but it, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds like something. That that that's made up, but Josh Don, Donaldson is kind of a little nutty there, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's so many stories coming out. This one is probably the most outrageous. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know whether to believe it or not. If it is, Josh Donaldson's got to be the most insecure guy in the face of the earth, right? Uh, but I mean, that's only one of the stories. I mean, he couldn't even take this criticism that came from the the team meeting that asked him to change some of the way he approached players and approach practices and approach criticism. And he said, fine, if that's what you want, I won't engage at all. I'll just walk around practice and, you know, like I'm not there. And that's what, you know, at the end of the day led to his firing is the fact that he, well, first of all, they were failing miserably and uh, you know, he decided to check out. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to bring up this whole story or something about, Tom Brady's old jock strap was part part of another one. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of stories out there uh, saying that he could take a high school quarterback and make him start on the team. Oh, whole he bunch did, of stuff. That yes, he did say that. Uh, if okay, that's the so. case, then why wasn't Jimmy G playing like Tom Brady? If that's the case, right? Yes, but. yes, I agree. Um, I I know the Raiders players are like celebrating since he's. He's been left, and they're playing really hard for uh, their new coach. And I don't know if that'll carry over this week. You know, we'll find. I spent a lot of years, especially as Brady was getting ready to have his divorce from the Patriots, defending the coaching staff, Bill Belichick, and the rest of the coaches, saying this was a group effort. All the success for twenty years was a group effort, and it's getting harder as we get further away from the Brady era to say that and say it wasn't Brady because none of these guys can be successful without him. None of them. Including the you top know, guy, you know, I, I I give Bill Belichick his due because you know he is what he I is. I still do, but yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy when all your players, your former players, are coming out now and saying maybe he's got to move on. Uh, that that you know, uh, I I don't know. I I'm not sure uh, where loyalty is anymore. If it was my ex coaching was having problems, I, I know it's their their job. And it makes headlines because they're former players. But I don't know if I would talk bad about it. It'd be like Byron Williams talking bad about, you know, Bill Parcells and and other coaches that he played for. I don't know if I would do that. Um, but it is what it is. Um, it depends on guys. Yeah. Certain guys have a axe to grind. Asante Samuel's been speaking out against Bill Belichick for years since about the day they let him go. So yeah, it's 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 yeah. hard. You know? it, it's, it's definitely is. Well, the thing I, is, you're not 
he's not winning, Keith. That's the problem. Yeah. If he was winning, they would they would all be quiet right now. They would yeah, you know, one, Belichick and one thing I think that gets lost too. We I talk and I do it too. We talk about the players, you know, the player evaluation part. The players aren't as good. They haven't replaced Brady and other key parts. But thing we don't talk about a lot is the fact that he's unable to put together a really strong coaching staff like he did in the past. That's been a big part of this last three or four years too. Yeah, yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. I yeah. would agree with that. And that, that, and that's hard to do too. You have to have, you have to have a good coaching staff that's committed to the, to the vision of the coach, and they need to come in there and be on the same page. But now you get these coaches from all over the place, and you just don't have the consistency in the coaching staff not like you used to. Exactly. The Patriot way that we all like to talk about really doesn't exist, it feels like, anymore. Yeah. You know, that was one thing Belich, I mean, uh, Parcells said. It was his job to coach the coaches, the coaches' jobs, yeah. to coach the players. And it doesn't look like Bill Belichick does that. It, it looks like he keeps to himself, and they kind of do what they do, and 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 that's it. And, I, 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 you know, a lot of successful coaches came from Par, uh, Parcells' staff because he spent time and he, he helped coach them up too. And I think that's part of the, uh, of yeah. the, the greatness of Bill Parcell. So that's really uh, amazing. Anyway. The lack of uh, success from his coaching tree is amazing. Uh, Isn't it? Probably, probably worse than any uh, of the major, you know, coaches, successful coaches we talk about. His has got to be maybe the worst. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. So Keith, of course we have you on here a lot for the college expertise you, you have. I mean, you know, coaches from Division three schools that are playing in Montana, for God's sake. Are you amazed? Well, me? Well, <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> so, of course, Ohio State, again, is the, still the number one ranked team going up against Michigan State. I don't think they – Michigan blew them out. I don't think Ohio State will have a problem with them, Keith. No, Michigan State had a, had a big win last week uh, against Nebraska, if you can have a big win against Nebraska these these days. But that was a good win for Michigan State. Just with everything swirling around there, it's been a nightmare of a season there. And Ohio State certainly got a lot to play for. And Ohio State's been playing pretty good football, I think. Last week they struggled a bit with Rutgers for a while, but they should handle uh, Michigan State easily here. I don't know if I, I wrote this down right or not, but is Oregon playing Penn State this week? No, no, Oregon's playing uh, USC. Thank you. That, I knew I knew it was a tough. I knew well, not not tough, but a, a, a nationally uh, a nationally known team. Georgia, great defense, round control, can throw the ball. USC offense, no defense. What do you think, Keith? <laughs> Oregon's going to score a ton of points. This game's in Oregon, and their defense is really good. Probably the best defense outside of maybe Utah that USC's seen. I think Oregon will win this game uh, at home. Uh, maybe not as close as some of these other games have been with USC either. <clears throat> Oregon's okay. playing really good football right now. Yes, they are. I, I told you, one of my favorite teams in the country. Michigan plays Penn State uh, with uh, head coach still uh, Jim Harbaugh. Um are the players going to rally around this guy and maybe play harder than they already are uh, to show that, hey, listen, you know, he's our coach and you're all against us and, you know, you're trying to take our coach away? Yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh will use that tactic, you know, us against the world. He's one of those guys who likes those uh, types of things. And, again, uh, this is not <laughs> – I think it's – I think, again, it's a kind of a witch hunt against Jim Harbaugh because people don't like him and people want him out of there, including people at Michigan. And uh, th- that's what this is all about. I think this is Michigan's best team. I think they'll beat. I think they'll go to Penn State, which is a tough place to play. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a whiteout, and they'll win because James Franklin doesn't beat Penn State, or I'm sorry, doesn't beat Michigan or Ohio State. So very true. That's very true. Um, you know, it takes me back. I remember one one a uh, an interview that Colin Cowherd had with Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But it was very interesting how he was trying to ask Harbaugh questions. And Harbaugh was kind of laughing at him. And he was kind of, uh, you know, Colin Cowherd is a very uh, emotional guy. And he was not even answering the questions. He was saying, well, what do you think? Back to Colin Cowherd, the whole whole interview. And uh, it it, it was kind of a flop. (laughs) You know, Harbaugh Harbaugh as a person, I mean, he can be a bit disingenuous and – that's why people don't like him. I think he's a really good football coach, which gets lost yeah. in some of the other stuff. You look at his, you look at his resume. 
through his career and he's been a very good coach and improved a lot of programs that were down, including Michigan uh, when he got there. So um, he took a, he took a San Francisco team to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick and a tricked up offense. So yeah, I yeah. think he's a pretty good football coach. Well, really he was a pioneer of bringing up the college offense to fit the quarterback. Really? If you think about it, you know, all Absolutely. the NFL teams are doing it now, but he was the first one. He said, I'm going to win with this guy. I got to bring up his offense. And that's exactly yeah. what he did. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously the league caught up with it, which is, you know, the main reason yeah. in my mind Kaepernick's not in the league is he can't play. Um, right. but, um, he did a great job coaching him up that year, that one year. Yes. Yes. Because I know he got the play. In fact, he went out got the playbook from his college college team. Right. Right. Put that in there. Florida State against Miami. This should be interesting, Keith. It's a rivalry. Uh, they've yeah. been going at it for years. And, you know, I I'm, I don't know if Miami will upset them or not, but Florida State better watch the side view mirror here. You know, 25 years ago, this would have been the big game of the day. But, uh, you know, Miami, well, both of these uh, programs had fallen on some hard times. And Florida State obviously has rebounded better uh, than the Hurricanes. I'm a Hurricane fan by marriage. Um, and they've had some tough <laughs> there. And they had some tough losses this year. They played, they did, not a lot was expected out of this year as they've had kind of a re. Uh, a restart to the uh, program uh, under Mario Cristobal and their failures from last year. But I think Florida state will win this game. I think Florida state's going to the uh, to playoff. They'll be undefeated winning the ACC, I think. And I think they'll win this game. It could be closer than, uh, than people think though. Miami, Miami's capable of putting up a good game. They just, you just never know what team's showing up any given Saturday. So, so, so you're a Miami university uh, fan by marriage. By marriage, yes. Um, by marriage. I think Byron is a Dallas Cowboy fan by marriage, too. I'm not <laughs> sure. he's never, he's never Actually, I'm a Razorback fan by marriage because oh, my wife grew up in Arkansas. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Um, so we also have Washington playing Utah. Washington is kind of faltering, Keith, and uh, Utah is good enough to beat them, maybe? Uh, maybe. It depends on the offense. I mean, they've got a really, really good defense, but the offense has really been uh, – I don't know if I want to say underachieving because they don't have the talent level that they've had in the past. They've missed Cam Rising the, the entire year. In fact, I'm pretty sure they've redshirted him, so he's got eligibility next year uh, now that he's missed this much time. Um, Washington has been a little up and down uh, since that Oregon uh, win, a uh, big win, uh, I don't know, a month ago, um, and had some close calls against some you know, pretty <laughs> teams that are well below their talent level. So, this could be a, a closer game than we think, but I do think Washington will will win at the end of the day. I do. Too. They find a way to win. They're still undefeated. They're finding ways to win. Yes. Yes, true. Number seven, Texas, who has shown uh, another, you know, they're in a lot of close games. They maybe they shouldn't have been in. They did get a loss. Uh, they're going up against TCU. I don't know how good TCU is this year. Uh, Keith, they were good. Yeah, they were good a couple of years ago. They had a great offense. Uh, not so much. Yeah, this is not. This is a shell of the team that went to the uh, championship game last year, the national championship game last year. Uh, they lost a lot, uh, starting with their quarterback, but they did have the quarterback that he replaced when he got hurt last year in Morris. But they haven't played up to uh, snuff. I mean, we thought it was a big deal when Colorado beat them in Week One, uh, but it's turned out that that win doesn't look as good as TCU struggled much of the year. Texas with a lot to play for. Um, right now, it looks like they and Oklahoma State. Um, are on at least on track to play in the uh, Big 12 championship game. Texas wins there, even with their one loss. There's a scenario where they could still get in the playoff. Um, if you have an undefeated uh, Georgia, I'm sorry, yeah, an undefeated Washington, an undefeated either Penn State or Ohio State, and an undefeated Florida State, and Alabama beats Georgia in the uh, uh, SEC championship game, there's a chance there's no SEC team in the playoff because Texas beat Alabama. It's going to be very interesting how the committee weighs that, those records. They'll both have one loss. Uh, it'll be very interesting. So all these games are for, for Texas. They've got to win out and it's, and put the pressure on this committee if uh, one of these teams falters ahead of them. Yeah, Byron right now is trying to figure out the way Arkansas can get in the Final Four. It's not going to happen. <laughs> if they add so about my daughter with hey, my baby daughter went to Texas, so I'm really a Texas Longhorn fan, you know. Right. Like, um, 
Yeah, Man, Byron's all over the place here. With yeah, we can make up anything. Yeah, my 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 second cousin <laughs> removed uh, plays for Georgia. Um, so Alabama versus TCU. Alabama just I, Keith, they just keep playing good football. They keep getting better. You know, I'm I'm thinking Alabama's going to the Final Four. I, Alabama, I yeah, Alabama and Georgia are pretty much guaranteed to play in the SEC championship game. A disaster would have to happen to one of them. Uh, for that not to happen, and I don't see it happening these last couple of uh, league games. Alabama has gotten better ever since the South Florida game when he sat down, when uh, Saban sat down uh, Milrow, and Milrow's played really good football since he came back. Um, and like Georgia as well, both these teams have gotten better as the season's gone on. Their quarterbacks have gotten better. Their defense have gotten better. They're not vintage Georgia-Alabama teams, but you know they're going to play each other again, and uh, Alabama's going to have a chance to beat Georgia in that game and, you know, find themselves in a playoff potentially, or at yeah, least in a conversation with that Texas uh, one loss team, like I said before, too. It's going to be very interesting if that happens. Yeah. Uh, commentators are now calling that Melrose place where they sat, where he sat them down and kind of got them <laughs> back together. That's why I'm on the show, Keith. I come up with all these weird stuff. Look at And this is why Nick Saban's like, the, I'm sorry, he's the greatest college football coach of all time because he takes teams that aren't as good and they play better than they probably should and they get better as the year goes on. Him and Kirby Smart are just a notch above everybody else right now. I, they really I watched are. the interview they had with him, uh, a good interview. They, they sent him down and he, you know, he stressed, they don't talk about winning as much as becoming better players and better people and, and stuff like that. That's what they stress there at Alabama uh, more yep. than actually winning the game. And, and that causes the, the team members to kind of bond and play together. So it's very interesting, yep. his approach. Um, Absolutely. A couple interesting games. I forgot they had Thursday night college football on, but Louisville did beat Virginia. Uh, Virginia Close has a really good – Yes, Virginia has a really good defense, Keith, but Louisville hangs on, and they still only have one loss. Yeah, Virginia is not one of the better teams in in the ACC, but they've given some of these AC teams a, a tough fight. They're only two and eight, I think one and five in the conference. Uh, gave Miami a really tough game, and they've it's been a tough year as they've tried to still overcome the tragedy from last year of the of the of the killings of uh, some of the players and some other students along with them. That's been a thing that's that's been uh, following them around. So they fight hard every game. And I'm, I'm impressed with uh, Tony Elliott and the job that he's done. And they, he, hopefully they don't look to move on from him just because of the record. I think they should look at the effort here. And uh, Virginia gave Louisville all they could handle last week, last night yes, for sure. They did. They really did. Um, of course, we got to talk about Colorado because of, of, of Deion Sanders or play Arizona's playing them. Uh, and, and of course, Colorado's kind of falling on hard times. And, and people are kind of jumping in him at making fun of Deion Sanders over there. Um, listen, uh, Colorado is going to be a very good program for years to come. As long as he stays there, and he don't go to the pros. I don't know if he will or not, but uh, maybe when his kid is eligible to go to pros, maybe he'll go to the pros and become a coach. Then who knows? But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see uh, how Colorado develops and, and you know, what they're going to, there you go. That was Deion Sanders, just to let you know. I'm not going to talk. Oh, Deion's calling in the show. Yeah, we yeah, hung up on you. Nice. Yes, I know. He, <laughs> he, he, he went, he went. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, Colorado, uh, you know, I don't know if they'll beat Arizona or not. But, again, they're playing well this year. Look, it, you know, they've struggled. They, they're one in five in, in the Pac-12. The, the perspective is everything. Everybody said, including myself, I thought they'd go six and six this year, and that would be a very good step forward for Colorado based on where this program has been for the last mostly two decades. And, um, you know, now that they got they got off to a three-win start, people are disappointed and saying now the team's not as good as Deion thought it was. Well, it was never that good. They have a lot of flaws. This team, maybe they won't even win six games right now because Arizona I had as a win. Arizona's playing really good football. Much better at home, but they're playing really good football. I think they're five and two in conference, still with a chance to get to the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Jed Finch, who's their coach, uh, pa former Patriot quarterback coach, has done a really good job. He was on the block because they were not very good his first two seasons there, and uh, he was in big. He was on the hot seat before the season started, and they played great football, beat some good football teams, uh, and pushed them, pushed some that they didn't. They didn't win. So I think Arizona goes into Colorado and wins this game. 
Okay. Um, let's talk a little New York Yankees fast. I mean, New York Knicks fast than the Yankees. Randall gets hurt early but resists. Uh, as they try to take him out of the game, he won't come out. Uh, Mitch Robinson, of course, a monster on the boards for him. Um, they beat. They showed when Benyana what it's like to play in the NBA when it gets physical, holding the 14 yeah. points. And yeah. the Knicks are known for their defense, and that's what keeps them in game. So a total team effort, big defense, and they beat the Spurs uh, with ben, when Benyani. You know, Spurs just aren't ready for prime time yet. It'll be, it's going to take a couple of years. Yeah, it will. They're a young team, and uh, I have no doubt that they will not that they will rebound it. You know, this is a good win for the Knicks. The Knicks have had a very up and down start at four and four. They've won two in a row now. The offense starting to play a little bit better. You know, early on they felt I think they felt like into too many you know one on one situations, which you know hurts that team when that happens. And uh, yes. the defense, as you said, has been still pretty good for the most part. Um, I it, look at four and four. It's a long season. This team's going to be fine. They're going to win 50-plus games probably. And it's a matter of how how uh, they'll match up with teams in the playoffs. I think this team will get better as the year goes on. Um, not too, not getting too worked up over this close start. I, I think they can beat anybody in the East, and they can lose to almost anybody in the East. And that's yeah. that's their problem right now, you know. Um, yeah. So a little New York Yankee news. Uh, of course, we expected Cole got the Cy Young Award. Uh, Volpe, unexpected to me anyway, got the Golden Glove Award. That was a very big surprise to me, actually. I mean, he played good defense, but I didn't think he played Gold Glove defense. So I didn't yeah. see everybody yeah, else maybe play. Yeah, and there's a lot of good shortstops in the league in the, in, in the MLB. Yeah. So I, I was I was kind of surprised. I guess he did better than we thought. Yeah. Uh, He's looking. He's, he's a good young player. He's going to be fine. The shortstop, he'll, as long as they don't mess with him. And I think if they stop messing with him, moving up and down the lineup, he'll he'll his offense will kick in a little bit, um, a little bit better. You can't you can't prepare for being lead off and then batting seventh and fourth and ninth. It's, it's I would total. like to I would like to see him, and I think he will as he matures, change his approach at the plate a little bit. I mean, he swings too much, you know. Uh, uppercut like everybody else swinging for the fences too many times, not paying attention to the situation uh, that you're in. And I think he'll add all them. That'll improve. They'll cut down the strikeouts and put the ball in play more because the guy's fast too. So put the ball in play and put the pressure on the defense. Uh, you know, that's something that's kind of lost in today's game, but uh, I, I think he'll do that as he gets uh, more mature. So Brian, uh, Brian Cashman is his own worst enemy. He's, he's looked at the tapes and he's, he says we have to bunt the ball more to win. Uh, yes, you do have to bunt the ball more, but that doesn't add up to wins. You also got to drive in the guys that bunt the ball. Um, so, I mean, I I don't know why the Yankees are sticking with them. There's got to be a pact there between him and 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 Boone and Steinbrenner. There's got to be some kind of untold secret there that nobody's nobody's talking about. So, but he's our he's our uh, he's our GM next year. He, you know, he had a he went on a tirade here this past week about. You know, during a press conference, and I mean, one of the things he threw out there was, "This is a really good baseball team." And I don't know what baseball team he was watching all year because I didn't see a really good team out there most nights. So, and you put it together, Brian. So there's no place yeah. to point fingers, right? And Byron you know? thinks that that the Rangers are a little bit better than than the Yankees, and they're just you know about. Listen, if Byron, you're a Ranger fan. Congratulations to the Rangers on their first World Series victory. Thank you. I appreciate that, Keith. Uh, I, was, I, really I was a doubter in this team, uh, uh, as some of my followers can attest to, and they they withstood a couple of road uh, bumps in the road and did very well. So congratulations to them. Yeah, thank you so much. I got two guys that's real close to me that uh, was a part of the team. Cool. And one guy's a scout for the Rangers and another guy is the partnership director of, of – um, franchise, uh, potential franchise partnering up. But it was really good to see those guys. One is 28th and 30. So good young guys that <clears throat> that I I coached football on the one guy. He played uh, quarterback from the first through the sixth grade and ended up getting a, a baseball scholarship to UTA and played. Oh, and cool. then the other the other kid got drafted by the Yankees. He, he grew up outside of Dallas. He got drafted by the Yankees. And um, I think that was uh, maybe in 2016, I think. So, well, but yeah, they they have a good good skipper there, a good manager. They got maybe the best manager in you know the last uh, 
couple of decades anyway in Major League Baseball, maybe one of the best of all time. Bruce, Bruce Bochy's are just a great manager. Yeah, arguably, exactly. arguably, definitely, arguably. Good morning, Rick. Glad you made it in. Uh, Byron uh, and was uh, is just upset with Jack. He had to come in and we took <laughs> Jack out of the lineup. Byron so does have a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. No, really, Jack. Jack is attending a wedding. I think his daughter's getting married, so he'll be out for the next couple of days. So, congratulations. You can't replace you can't replace Jack with nobody, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's the truth, good or bad. It is the truth. So you should uh, have done a Jack Curse impression for this whole hour, Byron. That would have been interesting. That would have been funny. <laughs> Mac, Mac, Mac. I just I felt like just taping that and playing it during the whole show, so I could. Uh, <laughs> so, so Patriots news, of course, they're going over to Germany. Uh, like the Germ- I know Germany is uh, <laughs> Germany is really waiting for this this big game between the Pats and the Raiders. Yes, Rick's priorities, priorities. What are you going to do? I, you know, <laughs> it's built in his contract. I can't do nothing about it. Anyway, um, we're going to Germany against the Raiders, who are playing inspired uh, football. Um, you know, number ninety eight Crosby is like a hornet buzzing around the quarterback the whole game. Yeah. Um, good young quarterback. Anyway, he was decent last week. I think the Patriots will uh, change that a little bit. I expect a very close, low-scoring game, Keith. And, uh, you know, I, I I hate to say it, but I think the Raiders will pull this out. I think it's entirely possible. Mac Jones takes care of the football, which is, you know, a problem a lot of games. Uh, it's They'll have a chance to win. They keep this I, – I, they can't get in the shootouts with anybody because we can't put the ball in the end zone. But um, – I expect a, a low-scoring game, and the big question is going to be whether you know Belichick comes back with the team from Germany if they do lose. Uh, <laughs> a lot of rumors. <laughs> Belichick's, <laughs> Belichick's got his own plane. <laughs> yeah. I just, oh, I just, just I you know, I have a hard time believing the rumors that if he loses this week, they're going to fire him. That he'll be in, He's he's going to finish out the season. Keith. I think no he'll doubt. finish out the season. Win, but, Lose wherever he finishes. Yes, I never thought we'd get to that point. So anything could happen at this point. Yes, so. anything can. But you know, I I don't care. There's still enough uh, Belichick, uh, you know, guys out there that would be very upset with the Patriots if they did that to him. That was like with Dallas. With Dallas, did with Landry uh, was very uh, this very looked bad upon. Now, even though it really wasn't Jerry yeah. Jones' fault, uh, he gave him a, a, an opportunity to you know be let go with some kind of ceremonies he didn't want to, he wanted to keep coaching. So yeah, and I think, I think that's a lot more class than Jerry Jones. So I do, um, too. I, I do too. I do too. Yeah. But I mean, Jones did, I, we talked, uh, Jim did talk about that one time and it's not like they just booted him. They, uh, they did offer him, you know, a way out of there yeah. that would have been respectful, but Tom Landry wanted to coach just like Bill Belichick, I think is still going to want to coach. Uh, it's good. It's a pretty much, you know, two of the most creative defensive coordinators in the history of football are going to be released probably uh, in the same way because they couldn't keep up with you know today's football. It's hard to it's hard to adjust when you get to a certain age. You watch Unless, you know you watch it's, it's talent evaluation is the biggest problem more than coaching because you yeah. look at you you watch these games and these other teams are there's more speed and more athleticism on every one of these teams than the Patriots every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very true. Keith, I know you got to go get your show ready. That's going to be right after us. Are you serious? Uh, with the Madden New Yorker, Keith, thanks for coming in as you always do. Have a great show. Tune in, folks. He's out right out after Roku. He's on after us. So great being see. here. Have a good weekend, guys. Good seeing you, Brian. All right. Good seeing you, too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. And, and with leaving Keith, uh, you know, we got to get this show wrapped up here. Byron, thanks for stepping in. Byron said he might be with us. I mean, he's, he's not guaranteeing it right now. This is going to be a surprise. He might. So much for a surprise. Byron will be joining us on the Sunday football show, his first appearance alongside his compadre, Jim Jeffcoat, and he'll be having some fun with us. It's a very fun show, Byron. We'll be laughing the whole show because uh, uh, we we have a lot of fun on that show. Very informative, but, man, we just we just crack up the whole show and make it fun for everybody. So, Okay. All right, so Byron will be with us Sunday. Tomorrow is this, uh, the Mac and Jack debate show where we might have Jim Jeffco coming on. You never know. I mean, things are out there happening, folks, in Roku land here on Northeast Streaming Sports. So be ready for anything. Have a great Friday. Stay out of trouble. Don't be drinking and driving. We, you get home, then get drunk as you want. Okay, folks, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Mac and Jack 
Sports Debate Show. Have a good one, folks. All right. Goodbye. Thank you.